Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta, Matt Williamson, and Dale Lawley continuing to do what we can to get you ready for the NFL Draft at the end of the month. And we've got uh, what we think will be a fun segment coming up today. We've gone through uh, the draft candidates position by position and given you our top five in each position. We've gone back and looked at all the positions again and given you a riser, a sleeper, and a follower a riser, a faller, and a sleeper, I should say. I hope everybody's following. <laughs> and uh, today, we're going to color outside the lines a little bit and give you our top 10 offensive players. Not necessarily the order we think that they will be drafted, but just the guys, if we were playing pickup, okay, I want him, then I want him. The the, the guys that we rank uh, the top 10 in the country on offense. Uh, Matt, why don't uh, you lead us off? Uh, give us your number 10 uh, candidate available f- for selection on that side of the ball. Real quick, I want to make two little notes here. Is you know we're going to do defense as well. The defensive top ten to me was far superior to the slam dunk. Top 10. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, wasn't even close in my opinion. And the way I did my rankings, as you kind of mentioned, is I'm not predicting where they're going to draft. I didn't put any more weight on the quote premium positions just because you're a quarterback. I didn't put you. You know, just whatever grade I had on you as a player, basically, I just banged them out that way. So if a guard and a tackle had the same grade or had a, a, a guard had a better grade than a tackle, I'm not going to give the tackle the benefit of the doubt just because it's a more um, difficult position to find. So Trevor Penning is my now, number 10. Go ahead. What's that? Just I'm- before you kick that off, I'll, I'll just add that's a, that's a good little uh, context to provide. I based mine on what I think their high end impact will be. Oh, okay. Okay. Not necessarily by position, but I've said that, you know, quarterback, if he's real good five years from now, might be a little more valuable than a wide receiver who's real good five years from now. That's just a little teaser for you because my list is a little outside the line. My list is a little different from you guys as well because I based mine on if I were drafting for a team that, oh, I don't know, needed a wide receiver or maybe some offensive line help and possibly a quarterback. That's how I looked at things. Is okay. there such a okay. team? Hmm. Can't wait to find hmm. out. Okay. <laughs> Without further ado, Matt, uh, uh, the Trevor Penning fans out there have been waiting long enough. They know he's your guy here at, at 10, but why is he your guy? Yeah, he and he actually just edged out Kenneth Walker, your, your buddy from Michigan State. I think Penning's a great prospect. I mean, he's a nasty dude. He's got great size. Um, he's got a little bit of work to do with the technique of the position. And part of me wonders, not that this is an act, but I watch saw before the games and I like to beat people up at the senior bowl. Like, uh, is that real? I, I don't know. I wish I could sit down with them and see if that's really the case. I, I think he's gonna get I, a lot of penalties if it is. I think it actually is. You know, I watched it. There was a video of him out yesterday. Mm-hmm. That uh, showed him, uh, I think, squatting like 650 pounds or something like that. It's just, I think that's what yeah, he is. Right, right, right. <laughs> is he the guy who squats 625 and can dunk? Probably six. Probably, yeah. He's yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah, and nasty. And I talked to him at the at the Senior Bowl the first time and watched him at practice. He's great. He's number eight on my list, by the way. Who's okay. number but, ten? Uh, yeah, uh, number ten. I get Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver wow. out of Penn State. Like uh, this just, guy a lot. Just a playmaker. I mean, every time you put turn on a Penn State game, and everybody knew he was getting the ball. Uh, he just got the ball and 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 did things with it. Returns punts. There's a lot there to like. Real real quick note on him, Dale. Is and I know you guys know this, but people look at him and go, "Boy, he's small though." But he's got a huge catching radius with long arms, and he plays really aggressively. Goes over the middle. He's one of those plays bigger than his size guys. Yeah, absolutely. 
Matt, you mentioned that uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, the running back from Michigan State, got edged out for number 10 on your list. He did not get edged out for number 10 on my list. And one of the reasons why, among his 1,636 rushing yards this past season, and I'm here to tell you, it wasn't because the offensive line was so outstanding. (laughs) This kid did a lot on his own. Well, because they had a great quarterback play. (laughs) He had 197 on the ground and five rushing touchdowns against Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, Dax Hill, and the rest of the Michigan defense, which is seemingly about to be drafted. That got him a statue in your front yard, I believe. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dale. (laughs) Five rushing touchdowns in one football game. That's one more than Al Bundy. (laughs) Can't do better than that. My number nine... uh, Dale, we're, uh, we're on the same wavelength here. Chris Olave from Ohio State. I like all the Ohio State wide receivers, especially the kid that's not coming out yet. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, personal preference. I just, I've always thought Olave, he makes it look kind of easy and effortless to me. He and, does, uh, and there's there's a, there's some similarities there between him and Dotson as well. I mean, they're both good route runners, smooth. Um, you know, Alave's a little bit bigger, uh, but they're both fast. There's, there's just a lot there to like, and and I, I don't think he can go wrong with either one of those guys. Matt, on the other hand, is going the offensive line again. I could see where uh, he likes to get in the trenches and stay there. Yeah, maybe even should have had him higher by my criteria, and that's Zion Johnson, and because. I don't know where the negatives are. I mean, I think he's a B plus in every category you want, you know, he has some position versatility. People use these terms like plug and play guy right away, way too often, but I think he is. I mean, I think he'll be a day one starter and injuries aside last eight to 10 years at a high level at guard. Boom. Forget about it. Yeah, he kind, of, it. kind of reminds me of James Daniels a little bit. If you watch the, the mm. tape, um, you know, a little bit undersized, but just gets the job done. Really smart electrical engineering major. Um, yeah, yeah. Lot, lot there to like. Dale's got Penning at number eight. I went with Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. I, I, I particularly like the offense he played in against the caliber of pass defenses that they went against. Uh, he's he's pretty hate to use that plug and play thing, but uh, you know how much harder is it going to get at the NFL than what Mississippi was going against, uh, Matt. Uh, you finally uh, decided to recognize a guy who actually touches the football uh, <laughs> running back Brees Hall of Iowa State, your number eight. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that Hall is worth more than Penning and, and pull back the curtain. I have zero quarterbacks on this list. I'm not saying he's worth more than any of the quarterbacks, but I think he's really good at what he does. And, you know, if you're just going to put a running back grade on him, I think he get, deserves a pretty high grade. I mean, he has work workhorse traits. He's good in the passing game. He's got explosive long speed. I think he's a really good prospect. Let's keep it with you and uh, go to your number seven because uh, Tyler Linderbaum's a guy we've talked about periodically on these shows. And, it, geez, he could be top 15. He could be out of the first round. Yeah. Uh, you, you're finally uh, getting some clarity on him, I'm guessing. I think an exercise like this, makes you realize the value of Linderbaum. At least it did for me because you read all these mock drafts and it's like, Hmm, where can I find a spot to put Linderbaum? And he ends up going later, or you look at the combine and say, he's a little light and he's got short arms. But when you just say, I want to go back and watch the tape. And I did, I'm like, I just want to watch highlights of Linderbaum and remember what he was on game day, Saturday in the big 10. He's kind of awesome. Well said, uh, my number seven is Penning. 
Uh, Dale, your number seven is uh, Malik Willis of Liberty. Yeah, and I think he's a dynamic playmaker. Um, you know, I, I think that he, 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 if you look at him, it's almost like a, a cross between, and I hate to say this, I don't want to put this kind of pressure on him, uh, but it's a cross between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in terms of the, the arm strength and the speed and the ability to make plays. Um, you know, is it going to take him some time? Absolutely. But it took both of those guys time as well. And I know Josh Allen played right away. It took it took Jackson, you know, three quarters of the season before he played. I think Willis will be best served going somewhere where he sat for the first year. Maybe you use him in some specific packages. And if you can do that with him, um, you know, he, you could have a lot of success because the guy is dynamic with the ball in his hands. Number six, uh, both Matt and Dale have Drake London of uh, USC wide receiver. Matt, why don't you uh, give us the synopsis on London? Yeah, Dale and I have talked about him a lot on the drive after not talking about him a lot on the drive. You know, I mean, <laughs> just <laughs> last lately, couple of weeks have heated up. Yeah, 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 we're starting to warm up to him more. And he's big. He's got great body control, comes in and out of his breaks a lot better than most six, four dudes can. And then I just noticed this as well, that of all the top receivers in this class, he's the youngest of all of them. So um, he, he has that touchdown heavy profile, you know, you go up and get it. So I, I think he's a nice addition. And, and one thing Dale's mentioned a lot about him too, is most of this receiver class is smaller, shifty speed guys. There aren't as many with his dimensions. Yeah, he's he'll block. Um, yeah, yeah. He kind of reminds me of uh, T. Higgins a little bit in terms of the size and ability to go get the football. Um, you know, so I, I think if you could say, "Hey, could, would you take T. Higgins in this draft?" I think a lot of people would say, "Heck yeah, I'll take T. Absolutely. Higgins." Sign me up. My number six is a guy who has grown on me throughout, and he was a little late to the party in terms of the offseason evaluations. But uh, Matt Corral, quarterback, Mississippi. I'm not in love with 6'2", 205 pounds, but I think this kid is tough. I think this kid is competitive. I think he's got a lightning quick release. Uh, carried the ball 30 times against Tennessee. I don't know if I want my quarterback <laughs> doing that in the NFL, yeah. but, uh, you know, put the tape on. He'll put his shoulder down, all six foot two, 205 pounds of them, and try to run through Alabama guys at the goal line. I mean, it might say more about what Tennessee was last year than anything else. <laughs> it might, but I... <laughs> I, the one thing that has really been instructive to me, and you know, five years from now, we'll see if it uh, was correct or not. But I think this quarterback class is much better than it was initially given credit for, and I, I think some of these guys are going to win some games in the league. Uh, Carol included, Corral, excuse me, included. My five is Kenny Pickett. Uh, Matt, you went with Cross. We've already talked about him. Mm -hmm. Dale, uh, you went with Trayvon Walker. Actually, no, I went with Jameson. I went with Jamison Williams uh, yeah, at five, yeah. and if he were completely healthy, he would be higher on my list. Uh, he might even be number one uh, because he is that kind of playmaker. I would have loved to have seen what kind of time he clocked at the combine in, in Indianapolis with all these other receivers, uh, you know, running sub four fours, uh, you know, to see go out there and see Jamison Williams uh, run. I, I'm, be, I'm guessing sub four, three, five, somewhere in that range, uh, play special teams. Uh, just does everything well. I, I don't understand what happened with him at Ohio State. Why? He, well, I know they had a lot of good receivers there. Yes, they did. Yes, sure they did. did. But he went to Alabama, who typically has a lot of good wide receivers, and immediately became a team leader and a star. And that says a lot to me. I, I think this guy's going to be great. I don't My, care about the torn ACL. I like him I, even I, more. I had him at three. Yeah, I don't. I got him. I got him at four. 
Uh, my, <laughs> my five is Kenny Pickett, quarterback Pittsburgh. And uh, I'm not saying that the hands thing is insignificant, but uh, particularly if he gets in the right spot, a little warmer weather or a dome, I know sometimes you, you have to play where you have to play, but uh, just took another look at the production, you know, 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns, conference championship. I don't know what more uh, the guy has to do. I think he's got the intangibles as well. Uh, both of you guys have uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State as your number four. I have uh, Jamison Williams. Matt, what is the difference between Wilson and Alave? Is there one? Uh, a little bit. Uh, Alave worries me a little bit. Both these guys, I will say, didn't exactly face the same levels of corners that you see in the SEC. I mean, Big Ten isn't known for great corners, and they had a little bit of time to get free and open up and develop their routes a little bit more than the SEC guys. I think Wilson's a little more physical. I think he's a little more dynamic, a little more fluid. And I'm not giving Olave a hard time, but they have a kind of like the Georgia conversation. The, the best receiver hasn't even come out yet. And as the season went on, Olave kind of became the three where Wilson became the two. And I urge people to go, you know, go YouTube Garrett Wilson highlights. They're about as good as you'll see. I mean, it's a pretty fun watch. It is the way he catches the ball. It looks yeah. like it gets sucked into a, a vacuum yeah. and it just, it hits his hands and it stays there. I mean, it, right, right. He, he's got the, uh, the vice grip, the uh, Anquan Bolden, uh, Larry Fitz. Uh, okay. I got this thing. It's not, it's not going anywhere. Matt, you mentioned your three was uh, Jamison Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, Dale went with cross. We've talked about him already. Uh, I've got Ikem Ikwanyu from uh, North Carolina State. The offensive tackle is my number three. Um, Dale's got him at two. And, Matt, you have him all the way up at uh, number one. Uh, he's Let's, one for me, but yeah. it's a soft one, I'll say. I mean, Let's, I didn't feel super strong that he was the best offensive player in the draft. Let's talk about both these tackles for a minute because uh, we've all uh, also got uh, Evan Neal uh, from Alabama. That's Dale's number one, and he is my number two. But, uh Compare and contrast, guys. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Um, not a not a great deal of difference. Um, no, I mean they're both very very good prospects. I don't know if we combined our offense and defensive list. I don't know if Ekwanu or Neil would be in my top five or six. You know, so it, it, the, as we said to start the show, the offense is a little light, and I didn't feel like most years these guys would be the best offensive plot prospect in the whole draft. Neil's obviously taller. Um, the thing that stands out about Ekwanu is I don't know that I've seen a more powerful or explosive guy in a long time on the offensive line. When he snaps his hips and comes off the ball, he puts people on their back. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you know you're you're kind of splitting hairs here with these two. I, I do think, you know, Ekawano, even though he's a little bit shorter, um, you know, there's there's some potential there because of his footwork that maybe he could play left tackle. Uh, Evan Neal's more of a right, but I think Evan Neal coming in might be one of the best right tackles in the league right out of the gate. Um, you know, he played he played all four years at Alabama. Might Six, be a guard. Seven. Might be a guard right out of the gate too. They both could be guards. They yeah, both they could both, be guards. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And I think both of these guys again are what plug and play players. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so and so uh, there, there's just a lot to like there. And I, I think you know when you look at these guys, if you want to try to find a running game, and you had trouble running the football, and you draft Evan Neal at six seven, three hundred thirty seven pounds, you just run the ball behind that guy every play. 
Boy, hey, imagine you're, if, you're gonna imagine get yards. If, imagine if Kenneth Walker III ends up running behind him somehow. <laughs> that, that team's not getting stopped. Hey, uh, I guess there's only one pick to go. That would be my number one. And uh, my number one, again, I, I did this looking five-ish or so years down the road and who's got the highest ceiling and who's most likely to achieve it. And I got Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty, number one on my offensive board. Dale, I wrote this up. You said it better than I could have. He's a combination between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. If you need more than that, your <laughs> standards good. are a little too high. Okay? That's not enough. Pretty good combination. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take two. <laughs> No, I just, this guy's really grown on me. I went into this thing. I mean, I knew there was a quarterback at Liberty that people were high on when the season started. I didn't get my first uh, look on him uh, until the senior bowl and I've uh, been diving in ever since. And there's just nothing. I mean, I know he is not plug and play. Let's establish that, but no. in the right spot, he will contribute early and he may, he may do magical things uh, when he gets his NFL feet under him. Here's the thing about him guys. We've done all this draft prep on this stuff, and we've talked about a ton of people thus far. What haven't we talked about in this draft process? Kickers, anybody yeah, anybody else at Liberty? Nobody oh, else yeah, from yeah. Liberty has come up in any of our conversations. No offensive linemen, no wide receivers, no running backs. He was a one-man show at Liberty. So when people talk about, well, he threw interceptions in this game or, or he, he got sacked 52 times last year, he was, he was playing with nobody around him. Yeah. He was playing with a bunch of accountants and, and, and you know, things of that nature. Hey, hey uh, this time of year, accountants are a pretty good thing to have, too. Absolutely. <laughs> but not when you're trying to beat Syracuse or when you're trying to yeah. – when you're lining up against Ole Miss. That doesn't work so well. I think the second half of Liberty's playbook is, Malik, why don't you just make a play? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. Jordan Willis. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do something like, great. Like they used to say, Clemson uh, – Who's the little uh, little receiver for the Raiders? Oh, Renfro. Third and Renfro. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. World knows he's getting the ball. That was in there. Hey, that was fun. Uh, we're going to do this again with the defense. Uh, we'll go through our top 10 selections. Again, not the order we think they'll be selected, but just who we like in, in that order. Uh, you can catch this and uh, all of these types of shows on all the Steelers' social media platforms. And uh, as I mentioned, we'll be doing the defense next, and we will continue uh, cranking out the draft analysis right up until the NFL draft. Uh, till next time, for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Pursuta. This has been NFL Draft Triple Take, presented by UPMC.